Joe, it's been so long. It's been so long. Do you have to do your shout out to Beth the bus stop girl again? Or? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hi, <laughs> Beth. Take number two. Joe. Take number two. I don't two. know you. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, a quick... Oh, hey, Adam. How you doing, buddy? What's happening, Bumblebee? Hey, you know what I be doing, <laughs> man. You... You know what I do, man. I, but real quick, this you're not gonna understand this, but okay, so quick shout out to Beth, aka the Bus Girl. I just met you on a bus not too long ago, so I do appreciate you eavesdropping on my conversation. It was nice meeting you, and hopefully you do enjoy the podcast. <laughs> but I just wanted to give you a quick shout out, and uh, she was cute too, by the way, <laughs> and her friend. But yeah, anyway, uh, <laughs> welcome Adam to Talker. the podcast. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Good, chilling, chilling. Uh, so it's gonna be, um, yes, it, it's just gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a good podcast. It's just, I'm super excited to talk about everything. So wait, Joe, did you actually watch the Vidoc yet? I did. Fingertips on my mind. There you go. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'm finally right, cool. the voice actor for freaking Eris. Oh my gosh, it was it was intense when you like saw her like doing. Yeah. Act- oh. It's pretty intense. Man, she's the reason we can't have nice things. She ruined everything. Okay, so look, I like you, I said, Adam, you did it. Actually, yeah, Adam, it, you are the scapegoat. Yeah, you know why? <laughs> you know why? Okay, so look, my fault. So look, I was gonna say, like I said in the notes, we're gonna try to stay organized with the topics on the podcast. Let's, let's try not to jump everywhere. Okay, it's just gonna mess up the flow of everything. So say that, but. Yeah, Adam's going to uh, mess it up. So anyway, welcome everyone to the 37th episode of the Orbs for Days Clan podcast. I'm your host, Wayne01193, and uh, we do have NavyMan914, Grimbones back in the building. What's good? Orbs. <laughs> Hurts. Orbs. Orbs. Okay, so. Okay, first of all, this is a huge thing in Destiny, or in, this is a huge thing for, for Destiny and Bungie's future. This is going to be a really exciting podcast. So, first of all, we ended up seeing a little leak uh, of the new DLC coming in the fall called Shadow Keep. Okay. And normally I get excited about new releases anyway because it's something new, something to chase after, new story, etc. Right. But. Bungie decides to uh, release some new content. When I mean content, like more information based on the future plans that they have for the game, for the franchise. And it's a ton of stuff. And it's, I, I believe it's only the tip of the iceberg. And like Adam said, uh, while we were texting, he said, this is, this is like better than Destiny 1. And I agree. Like they're setting the foundation. Like this is the foundation. They're setting the foundation with, you know, uh, with this new thing that they're going to implement and we'll get into that but first we're going to talk about the trailer that we saw for the the shadow keep trailer it was amazing so first of all a we're back on the moon b aramor eris morn is back c we see resurrected enemies and d dark weapons are possibly returning okay now we already know bad juju is coming back that's already confirmed because it's in the database adam i'm sure you know that already right uh, I saw only based on what you saw or what you sent. I guess I didn't, you know, read anything about it, but I think you did your due diligence. So if you said it, then. Yeah. So Bad Juju is returning. Um, but, okay. So, first of all, the cinematic was dope. We're back to the moon. I think that's amazing. 
Eris Morin. She was always a creepy character. She was always on, like, the line of just gray because she's constantly being, I guess you say, influenced with hive magic. She's always around that crystal orb, always leaking mascara from I'm just, Yeah, her eyes are always straight up leaking. And she's just straight spooky looking. But the, the, the trailer was amazing. Not only was I as excited to go to the moon, but we saw a bunch of resurrected enemies. The first person I saw was Crota. I was like, who's this? Oh, who's, yeah, the three eyes. I said, whose mans is this? <laughs> Who is this man? <laughs> so I'll tell you what I saw. And uh, and then we'll go to Adam and then we'll go to Joe. Okay. So I, I saw, maybe I could be wrong, but I saw Sardok, which the eyes of Oryx, that giant knight that we first saw in on, on the moon. of uh, On the moon. Uh, I believe that that was him. Maybe I could be wrong. Fogoth, the un- the untamed ogre, Atheon. I could be wrong about that. That's probably a gate lord, though. Uh, Skolas is a definite. Gol, Omnigol, Crota, or and when I first saw Crota, I thought possibly it could have been Thalnok, the fanatic of Oryx. You know, the one that's trying to be like Crota, the little pretender. But I doubt it. Tanix, I like cool the dark blade, and I didn't see these here, but is it possible that we can get Oryx returning, Vosik, and Axis? So I'm also just interested in that. So, Adam, what are your thoughts? What's up? I just sneezed. Sorry. That's, that's okay. Adam, what are your thoughts on the trailer? Like, what do you think is going on? Uh, Well, I'm, you know, obviously I want to see a playoff because it sounds like they were just saying it's not just them coming back. It's like our nightmares returning. Like you said, like it's not just about the hive; it's about the nightmares. So I'm curious what, uh, what's her name, Eris Morn did? Cause she obviously broke something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, it looks really cool. I'm just afraid that they're going to use that as like their new content is basically us replaying all the old stuff. And I really hope that there's more to it than just that, because I mean, as much as I love the D1 raids and the D1 stuff, it's I just don't want them bringing all that back and being like, see, look what we did. We remade Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 for you. It's like, cool, I have Destiny 1. I want Destiny 2. Right. No, hope, so. no and, and, I, and I agree with you. I think that's a very good point because uh, because normally, you know, you people would think like, hey, I mean, are we just playing these bosses again the same way we did before? But like I, when, I, when I was watching the Vidoc, and we'll get to that, they did happen to say that you can't just shoot them and they'll just die, right? So there's, there's obviously this mechanics that need to be implemented. It, they, they said the moon, this area, like the moon is not just like a creepy place anymore. This this area plays on your fears, right? Like more of a psychological kind of thing. And um, I'm very interested in that. But. I was actually really uh, excited when they were showing like where there was like, you know, like almost like the stuff in nightmares where like the hive, like you were like, it reminded me of the beginning part of Crota where you're running around this dark place and the hive are just coming out of like nowhere. And like attacking you, so to me oh, that red. seemed really cool. Well, Joe, so what did you think of the trailer? Uh, I'm excited for it. You know, one of the big things they were talking about was that you know it's them now. It's just Bungie. It's just Bungie and just the players as far as like feedback. And it, it is an exciting time, I think, for that company and all that stuff. They seem really, really exhilarated about it. I I am kind of on the same page as Adam, and I'm not mainly because I want to see how they're tying it into the storyline because Bungie's known the storyline for how all of this is going to work out for, you know, since the inception of the game. So, you know, as far as, like, reusing content, I, I see that, but at the same time, it's like, well, 
what would the biggest nightmare be for for the character, the lead character in the game of Destiny, you know, the, the guardian that's been defeating all these people? And I think the nightmare would be that everything that you did that's been good, it doesn't matter. I think that would suck. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how they go with the storyline. Um, I don't care about playing like the same stuff over again. My thing is like I don't like losing my stuff. Like if I like something, I like it being carried over and being relevant like continuously. Ah, I don't know how they're going to do that. You know, with uh, I've seen some changes in the store for like or for Eververse and all that stuff for these like armor ornaments and all that stuff. But I'd really like to stop getting new stuff and get something that can carry over to keep my my guardian personalized. You know. Right, yeah, and I, I think that's what they're actually trying to work on. So when I was watching the buyback, I did see something hinted towards that, right? And I could have missed some things, but yeah. Okay, that's, I, I see. I see. If, if you think about sword logic and all that stuff, what's what's kind of curious to me is is uh, why are they bringing back Gaul and some of these other characters who aren't Hive? Like, how do they fit in the sword logic, you know, because- religion and all that? Because it's just because it's not about the hive. This is about the darkness, right? It's supposed to be about darkness, right? But it's, I I'm interested to see how they do that, and I'm hoping it reveals more about the traveler. You know, because it everything's because of the traveler, and we still don't really know anything about where the traveler came from and all this other stuff. So hopefully, in learning more about the darkness, we learn more about the traveler. I completely so, agree. Uh, yes, agree. Yeah, and, and I completely agree, hundred percent. And also, like. What uh, I guess I'm kind of going back to the Vidoc, but I remember the the, the uh, um, um, whatever the developer was like quoting like how we can't just shoot these guys and they'll just go away. And of course, I was thinking about mechanics, right? But I'm also thinking about is it possible that we'll actually be using dark powers? You think in the fall, or maybe you'll be hinting towards something dark, a little bit more dark than just Gambit. Uh, so. You know, we've been flirting with this whole like light and dark, and there not being like a whole like in between. I I really don't know, man, because it's everything's so gray now. You know, there's there's characters that you like, but then you're like, oh, well, you know, like I like the Drifter a lot. <laughs> yeah, you like me? Yeah, you know, I like him a lot. Uh, I just don't know if if uh, if for humanity and it's like all the stuff he's doing is like the best intentions. I, I don't know, man. Well, like, honestly, yeah, I, I wish he's all about more... himself, man. What's that? It's all about him, himself, and him. <laughs> like, right. me, myself, and I, that's but he's all the, about himself. Right, but at the same time, if somebody is, like, trying to preserve themselves from extinction, wouldn't that be for the betterment of everybody, anyhow? Only if he cares it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, look, but I still think there's some gray area there, so I'm well, not really sure how to answer that question is what I'm saying. Well, no, I, I would say, personally, I think it's good that we're walking a gray line, right? Because if, if, if we're just solely you know, using the light and or solely using the darkness, there's consequences to both, right? Because there's some certain certain things, the light just is not enough. We it just won't work, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm saying this because in the game, we use our abilities against certain against certain enemies, and our light doesn't affect them. We have to do certain things to make it work. You understand what I'm saying? Those are the mechanics, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And um, I feel like I think it's good that we're that we're treading that line, right? There's also the Shin Mao Fur. A lot of people don't know the Shin Mao Fur, the man with the golden gun, he actually is a dredgen, right? But he's not the dredgen in a sense where he's all about the darkness. No, he's a dredgen in the sense where he 
wants to balance the light and the dark, right? Because if you, uh, I, I, if I'm correct on this, he was actually hunting down guardians that actually fell in or attempted to being just fully dark guardians. You know what I mean? So um, I think it's very, so, I think it's very important to utilize both, right? To understand and use right. the darkness without actually fully being converted or, you know, con- conformed to the darkness where you just have no control. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. I, th- I think, I think so, it's, I think it's good to tread that line. Okay. Well, so the last thing I want to say about the, the Vidoc is uh, what was up with that little, uh, little cutscene with uh, Aldrin solve and then like all the freaking fire in the background. I didn't even, I didn't even see that, honestly. Actually, no, yeah, I don't know what that was. Like a, that one either. There was like a part with explosions, and then you see Aldrin like kind of like walking away. Oh, that, bro, that was actually that was that was a cutscene from Forsaken when he was walking away from the throne on the reef. Was it okay? I just yeah. so I saw it in one of the things that I watched, and I was like, oh, dude, what? Yeah, I didn't remember. All I mean, right, I could be wrong, but that's definitely like an image in my head. He there was uh, he was on his sister's throne in the reef, and he was walking away as he burned it down. So yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of, yeah, well, we're going to keep moving on. Um, oh, but before I continue, I for- completely forgot before we, because we're going to talk about the Vidoc next and then that'll be pretty much it. You're going to hear a word from our sponsor. Welcome back. Welcome. Welcome. All right. Okay, great. All right. Joe should be coming rather soon, but yeah, I'm really excited about this. Every, everything. Hey, Joe, welcome back. What up? All right. So yeah, no, I- I'm really, I'm really excited about all of this. I mean, uh, Everything I've heard and listened to in the Vidoc, what I've seen in the trailer, it's all been good news to me. And I do understand your perspective or some other people's perspective. And we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to those things um, once we start, you know, jump, start uh, listing these uh, little notes and quotes I have here. But I'm, overall, I'm very excited about Destiny's future. It's, it's, it's uh, definitely going to be in a good spot. I'm, I'm super pumped. But okay. Um, so when I was watching the new Vidoc, I'm going to. I'm going to say some quotes that I saw. They were talking about this isn't about the hive anymore. So normally when we talk about the darkness, we just, we, the hive is, is usually synonymous with the hive. And here's something interesting as well. I did happen to see Nocris because they happened to mention that Nocris wasn't really dead. Right. And I thought it'd be ironic that he'd be just dead because he's a necromancer and he's all about bringing hive, bringing dead things back to life, which is also why he's considered a traitor to the hive when you think about it or i guess to oryx right because first of all he consulted a worm god without i guess his permission i guess he needed daddy's permission or you know say so to do that and number two raising the dead back to life is against the sword logic right because when you die it, you know according to the hive that you've reached your final shape right it's it's an honor that's that's you know death is is kind of like completion right but if you decide to revert that process and bring him back to life you're perverting the sword logic right and it makes it's it's very interesting it's it's, it's, i know it's more apparently it's more about that it's more than just the hive it's not it's not just about the hive anymore so i'm very interested about what these nightmares are and like adam said what did eris do to unleash this right And, and it also makes you think what's going on with eris and the reason why I believe there's something really wrong with her because she's not a guardian anymore. She's, she doesn't use the power of light at all. She's, she got her, she has, she doesn't have a ghost. Once she dies, she's dead. According to our understanding, right? Unless yeah, she gave up her ghost in D1, right? When she was down or before D1, when she was down in the pit, right? That is correct. Yeah. Her ghost is killed and then she's just down. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which is crazy, but the, the only reason the only reason why she actually got out is because she used the wish of an Ahamkara bone. That's the only reason why she got out. And I don't know how she found the bone in the first place or where the bone came from or whatever, but I do know that. I was always I was always wondering how she got out. I'm thinking like maybe she just used it. We're gonna find out more. I believe there's more to that story gonna be revealed in in this uh fall expansion. And I, I and I agree with you, Joe, that as we learn more about this darkness, we're going to learn more about the Traveler. We should. I mean, this is all happening because the Traveler decided to wake up. Oh, according to anyway. Um, so technically, it all happened because the Traveler decided to come to Earth. Honestly, well, that's true too. Um, well, I mean, he was he was always moving. Actually, it was just it's just the Traveler's fault. Period. Well, we don't well, know what's going on at all. But okay. No, well, what what irritates me, right? And then it's what we found out when. Uh, when uh, Anna Bray's content came out, you know, the Mars content was that um, Rasputin kept the Traveler here because it was about to bail on us. And that still kind of pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, bro, you're just going to be like, oh, no, can't do it. Bye. Yeah, right. Here's your Golden Age tech. Peace. <laughs> right. um, so the, another, another developer, they also said, uh, we actually kind of brought this up before, but they said this is going to be the manifestations of a guardian's past or fear, right? When we go on the moon, right? Um, they also said Eris Morn unleashed this evil. We kind of just said, we kind of just, you know, reiterated, reiterated that. Just, I'm just kind of curious how this, how all this is going to un- unwind and unbind, right? Um, so more things to come. They're going to be adding more player customization and RPG, MMO kind of thing. They're actually embracing that model. And uh, that's, people get afraid uh, when they hear that kind of talk because they automatically think that there's going to be like a subscription based thing. No, not at all. Um, but in terms of like the style and like, you know, building things, cause based off of what we saw, there's multiple builds. You, you can, you, you can look cause there's, there's a, there's a right now in destiny, there's a disconnect between how you look and how you play the best of both worlds. And you know what I'm talking about, right? There's times where you, you you like you have armor that you like because of how it looks, and you have armor that's actually effective because of the perks. Am I right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now they're actually trying to break that barrier, and you can have the best of both worlds, which I believe they should have did a long time ago. But at the same time, I definitely believe that the overlords above them, their producer Activision, was kind of holding them back and also oh, yeah. putting a lot of pressure on them to do a b c or d because at the end of the day a publisher is all about the money right and they have to be they have to be and you can't really right. fault them for that right there it's their job to get your content out there but sometimes if you got the pressure on you sometimes the content and the creativity of it it just lacks right but uh yeah and uh they're also changing the way armor perks and mods work artifacts are returning so in my mind, I automatically thought of intentional collecting and effects, right? You know, you'll be able to, because I don't know, I don't know if you, you probably didn't hear the podcast, but Adam, actually, Adam, yeah, actually, you were in the same text chat that we were in. Adam brought up that article that uh, that was from the, that a guy was talking about mm-hmm. certain armor and weapons are almost useless when we move on to the next expansion, right? And right. Even activities as well. Or you don't have enough. You don't have enough time to get all the pieces. Or something. Well, yeah, I mean, the main thing yeah. was, yeah, like you said, like especially like year one stuff. Now all of a sudden, like year two stuff has like an extra perk or this or that. So everything from year one automatically became obsolete. 
Yeah, that, right. that could be very frustrating because what if you really enjoy, and and it's crazy. I, I I find it very frustrating now. It's I'm it's starting to hit me because before I didn't care, but now it's really starting to frustrate me specifically when it comes to weapons because when I want to choose a weapon from the old raid, an old raid, or maybe just an, an old PvP weapon that I just never decided to use, or anything, just anything else that's prior to Forsaken, there's no perks. They're so dry and boring. I mean, mm-hmm. I, think, I, I believe they have to do something about being able to retrieve old weapons and armors that have random perks. I understand why you can't just retrieve them back from the library, because you know what? What if you you decide to get a get a weapon or armor piece back and it's randomized and you just get a good good perk? You really didn't do anything. You just got it back. But like, I just there has to be a way. You know what I mean? And that's what they're going to be doing here. And I just I don't know. Well, it, very, it kind of makes it where some of that armor was really hard to do. get. It wasn't even like it was like oh man, it was just a random roll, like no big like a random drop, no big deal. Like people who grinded out for all the ornaments from the raids. You know, I did I did a couple, but not all of them. Like that was time consuming. People who got all the ornaments for all like the flawless gear for trials, like that stuff was time consuming. Then all of a sudden, season or year two starts, and none of that stuff matters because it's you know it doesn't have those extra perks, and so it looks cool, but it does nothing. Yeah, and also master working these weapons, I feel like it's a negligible negligible difference. I can't even tell like more stability. I I, I spent all these materials that I don't believe are even worth the upgrade because I can't even tell if the upgrade is even working. You see what I'm saying? I, I feel like some of the upgrades, like I've master worked a lot of stuff mainly for like PvP. I feel like stability and <laughs> some of that stuff like works. But again, like uh, Adam and I were talking about this like a while ago, the way the stats look on the, when you look them up in your menu the way they work and operate is completely different from the way that they look. Because there are some stats that look, like, amazing. Like, the bar is full. Like, you think, hey, a full bar for this is awesome. And it doesn't translate over to gameplay. Yeah, I agree 100%. That could be very frustrating. And then, seeing that, that'll also affect how you feel about the weapon. Your first impression of it, that means you just, why would you use a weapon that have stats that are booty juice? See what I'm saying? Well, and then also a problem I have is that each weapon type has its own version of it. So, you know, high range for a scout is going to be different than high range for an auto rifle. But there's no way to, like, there's no base stat saying, hey, the the base effective range for an auto rifle is this. And so, if like, there's no way to tell it. So even if it has max range, max range on one archetype of a weapon is not the same as a max range on another. Right, and yeah. There's no way to like compare them because it it doesn't like they don't have a way to like transfer them over. So again, again you look at like you know, oh man, this is great. It has max range. It's like, well, okay, but is the range on the the base range of all those like already garbage? So it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. 100. percent Yeah, because you have nothing to differentiate what good range actually is. Right. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. Um, we need numbers. We, so we need we need a foundation to understand what the max range of max range stability, you know, uh, uh, handling for. Yeah, what does it know, mean? Scouts. When they say range, is it like, hey, the weapon range fall off is, you know, 100 yards, you know, on a scout rifle? No, no, check. Or... It should be like the same distance for everything. It should be like the metrics for impact, range, all that stuff should be just a baseline, like 
hey, this is from zero to 100. Well, and this oh, is I agree, but that, it's not. That's why it's really frustrating trying to figure out what it right. is. No, I mean, I, I like that, too. That, that's fine. I mean, I guess we can we can, we can, can do that, too, but also you have to come – I don't know. It just depends, right? Like, I mean, I, I, I sort of agree, but I sort of don't because, obviously, each weapon, you know, uh, a hand cannon versus an auto rifle, it just – you know, it, it just can't. can't they so don't let me put it same. this way. So then maybe a scout has like 80 range and a hand cannon might have like 40. Well, look, here's, 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 here's because what, here's what of, the, of the way it falls out. Well, look, here's what I'm thinking because we, I know Adam, you and I, we played the division two, right? And you may not remember this, but I do. When it comes to certain weapons, they actually show you, for example, like the range, the range, the base range you have, right? Like how far it yeah, can actually oh, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then the perks add it and everything and like the weapon fall off. Like it'll it drops off at like starts dropping off at like 50 meters and at like 80 meters, it's effectively useless. Exactly. Right. So, I mean like something like that, but we just, at the end of the day, we need more concrete information so we can make a better judgment call so we can use said gun or give guns a chance. Right. And it's almost counterproductive or counterintuitive to some of the developers that work hard with their weapons and all that, that they put out because they want us to try things out, which first of all, I don't know why they would want us to try garbage weapons anyway. I, I never understood that, but I would say like, Hey, if you're going to work hard and give us these weapons and put out all these stats, well, won't you give us and yourselves a chance by providing us with information to actually give the gun a chance, right? At least assume like, Hey, it's good. And not just look at the stats, no, how, no matter how big they are, take a chance and realize they're not matching up. It's not. It's not practical. Anyway, all right. So another. I think they could fix some of this stuff. Like you know, we were talking about armor earlier. They should separate aesthetic looks from the freaking baseline stuff. And I think Adam was kind of touching on that like earlier. You know, uh, you can just have like, hey, this is what my baseline armor pieces are, and then you can have like other pieces that change the way they look, which could be like older stuff. You know, so you can like look, it's almost like how they do with cars, right? So you can have an old shell of a car from like the seventies. that looks badass, but under the hood is like an engine from like today. <laughs> okay. All right. Not original parts, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So another thing that I'm really excited for cause, is uh, Guardians will have finishing moves or I call them just executions, basically. And execution sounds very gory and, you know, just. Uh, well, it is. We're uh, killing. We're, we're killing dudes. <laughs> I, I know, but I mean, they're they're call, they're calling him finishing moves because it's a teen rated game. So is this kind of like a Halo Reach type thing? Because remember I, when they brought that? I compared it to for well, assassinations. It, all the assassinations. Well, in Halo it, it Reach, made me the... think of Halo. I didn't play Halo Reach, but I played Halo Five PvP, and you're able to actually. Uh, get, yeah, there's like 20 yeah, different finishes. Yeah, I think it started in Reach Wayne. That's where it did. But I think it, it continued in Halo 5. Yeah, but no, it's, yeah. I, I, well, I immediately thought of Halo. That's my point. And I'm like, this is actually pretty freaking cool. Um, I, and this, in my mind, I'm automatically thinking of machinima purposes, right? Just like little clips in movies without the HUD. I'm like, oh, this is great. Because I don't know, just anything to make a Guardian look more awesome, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm just excited. So I like that a lot. Um, let me see. They said they want Guardians to experience the end game as soon as they begin their journey. So the end game is not something that you reach after playing the game for 40 hours. The end game is the game. They want you, they, that's what they want. They want the end game to be the game. You'd be able to have, you, you can have access to 
certain things just immediately as soon as you walk in. Just challenges here, challenge here, do this, that, you know. So I, I like that. I like the fact that I don't have to grind and do something boring or stupid that I actually don't want to do. You all right there, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. But yeah, no, I, I don't I like that. So that, so that sounds interesting, but hopefully it doesn't take away from like the right. storytelling, right? Because you don't want to lose that aspect. So you don't want to just jump to this thing and then like, like, well, the story doesn't matter. No, right, I hundred percent agree. I feel like, I believe I want the story to be intense. I agree. That's a that's a good point. Um, I just I just think it's just going to be like available to do. You feel what I'm saying? Like you don't. I feel like you don't have to complete the story to do it. Or maybe maybe even if you do have to complete the story, you don't have to just grind to a certain light level to play the end game. If that makes sense, right? It does make sense, and I, I guess if you think about it too, like there's a lot of stuff that you don't get to experience about the storyline if you don't have, like, a full team to do the raid. So if you're, like, a solo player on Destiny and not involved with, like, a clan, it just kind of sucks. Because you miss, like, all that part. And you have to go hang out with Randy yeah. to get that piece. So maybe it's to fix something okay. like that. Well, know. they also are bringing in some new exotics. So as, as you know, as you bring in a new content, you're bringing in new weapons, new armor, and just new stuff to do and handle. So... We saw a little bit of things in the works. There, there was an exotic heavy bow. I don't know the names of these weapons, but an exotic heavy bow. And is, is they had like a knockback effect when you shot into a crowd. I thought that was very cool. Um, they have an exotic trace rifle that they're creating where you actually sh- shoot a target and you create a giant crit spot. So I think that's very effective. I'm, I'm thinking about coupling it with like melting corner or some kind of debuff, right? And um, there's an exotic hand cannon that shoots special ammo and it has a scope on it so that and that's also very cool i also heard that the, the bungee developer said that it's possible if you shoot them if you shoot shoot the gun fast enough you can light yourself on fire i'm like whoa geez i don't know if that's a good idea i, I thought about touching malice but i'm like well it's not the same so is that like the sparrow you that's, can blow yourself up remember uh like grave digger exactly. or something the, the like grave that. robber or something it's all the yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, there was several of them. Yeah, they had that, like, acceleration thing where you held it long enough, you ended up, yeah, like, it was like an overdrive thing, and you, like, blew up if you didn't, like, let it cool off. You'd win sparrow races, but you'd die at the end. <laughs> yeah, because you know we were at the finish line where everyone would just blow up. <laughs> I need this! <laughs> okay. Um, they're also updating Crucible Labs to include game types. Uh-oh. That's a baby. Yep. <laughs> but we're, okay, that's all right. They're, they're also updating Crucible Labs to include game types from the past. My mind immediately went to elimination slash trials. Immediately. Um, and for those people that don't know what Crucible Labs is, I don't blame you. I didn't know what it was until like a couple months ago. Crucible Labs is a, a play testing field for PvP. It's usually in the PvP directory, like in the top or left right corner, whatever. Um, I don't think it's there right now, but, um, they really need to make that more active and let us know. I, I don't know. They, I feel like they need to advertise Crucible Labs a lot more. If, 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 if we're going to be playing different test modes in there, I, I think they need to make it a bigger deal to make people excited. But at the same time, I feel like people are not really excited because they're, they're not really enjoying the, the, the core, uh, of the, of PVP, you know, overall. Right. I mean, I think people are, are satisfied. Let me put it like this. I think people are tolerating it, tolerating PvP, and are just satisfied because they're adjusting to it. But um, 
I don't know. They're just. I think that's why we don't have trials right now. Because I know they said in the one. And I know they said this in the. And I know they said this in the. And one, one of the this week at Bungie's where they said they're not bringing trials back because the PVP vision that they have. They don't see trials in their new PVP vision meshing together. But when Datto did a Q and A with one of the uh, one of the one of the developers, they of course asked about trials, and their response was they just were they're trying to fix the core of PVP, and and then we'll actually consider you know what, what we can do next from there, right? Um. They said uh, they're also redoing the playlist and how they work. They're so, like I said, re, you know, building the foundation. I did happen to see a returning map, Widow's Court. Excited about that. I thought I, I recognized that one. What'd you say? I thought I recognized that. I couldn't remember the name. I knew it was Widow something, but I couldn't remember it. Yeah, no, Widow's, Widow's Court. Can you say it again? Widow's Court. <laughs> Who's that supposed to be? Fingertips on my mind. Okay, <laughs> actually, I'm gonna have you do. I'm gonna have you do the entire podcast as Gambit. I mean, as, as the Drifter. See how long you last. <laughs> <All right>. Okay. <laughs> um, they're also just. Oh yeah, so the new raid in the DLC in the, in the fall DLC. They're trying to. They said the new new raid location is going to be in the Black Garden. I think that's going to be really cool. My mind, my mind went to the Black Heart. What do you guys think? We said the raid location is there. I thought we already. I don't. I, so I'm. I'm trying to understand why we're going back to the Black Garden. Like what happened with that? Because it could have sworn, you know, the original Destiny storyline. We killed the Black. But Garden, everything's so. coming back, man. <laughs> no, I understand that. But is that part of this, or is no? Like it's, a separate it's part night? of it. That's what I'm saying. Like we're. we're... Okay. So basically, everything's resurrected, even like. Well, okay. oh, well, I'm not. This just because we're just because they said we're going back to the Black Garden. That doesn't necessarily mean we're facing the Black Heart. I'm just kind of curious what's going on, right? And while we're while we're returning there, I've always liked the Black Heart. It's, it's very aesthetically. I'm, not, I'm sorry. I've always liked the Black Garden. Excuse me. It's a, it's a very um. It's, it's a beautiful place. I hope we find out what's going on with the Vex because they're from the future. So and the past, and the present. Yeah, yeah. They're like one of the enemies that. We can't beat. I don't think anyone can beat, which is very strange to me because I figured they would have won by now. Because they actually have a, they actually have a simulated future where they do want where they do win, but they don't win. I'm so confused. They're the most confusing freaking enemy, but the most the most powerful one. Anyway, honestly, at the end of the day, the vex are, the vex are probably going to be something that we create or somebody creates. I don't even know. Like Ultron, thing. I don't know. Oh, okay. And, and we're going to, and, uh, oh, wait, hold on. Give me one second. I did have some additional notes that I did send you guys. Hold on. Let me see. I sent something to you. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So before I continue on the, the, the best news, before I say, before I get the best news for last, the extra information that I've missed, uh, one, no more PS4 exclusives. I'm happy about that. Personally, Every time we actually get the, every time we end up getting the exclusives from PS4, like a year later, they're not even that exciting anyway. So I'm not really mad about it when they did have exclusives, but I'm kind of glad there's no more PS4 exclusives, right? 
Um, you do not need to have any other DLC prior to play Sor- in order to play Shadow Keep. I think that's very good, right? Uh, Destiny, and uh, this is for PV. This is for um, PC PC players. Destiny is moving Battle.net to Steam. Okay, uh, Destiny will be on Google Stadia, and I, I think we talked about that. Or I know my brother brought it up. Where Google is actually you, you can play your own games. Uh, through their services, which I'm very intrigued. Like, you could play anywhere, even on your phone. It's very interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that. That's very, very interesting. Um, the Mar- Monte Carlo is returning. That's a guarantee. I've seen, I've seen it in the, uh, in the Vidoc. They didn't really show it explicitly, but you can see a Guardian holding it, so that's cool. Trials may return. I never, understand. I never understood why that gun, like, I never really liked that gun. It's, it's 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 underrated. Actually, it's a very good gun. Well, I think what made it really fun. It's more of a PVE weapon. It's good in PvP because of the stability, right? And I think the time to kill is actually pretty decent. But more importantly, in PVE, where uh, the perk was when you the, the, each time you land a shot on a target, each bullet is transferred as energy back to your melee energy. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and also. I, I, it makes me think, like, dude, like, just bring Touch of Malice back, dude. Please, uh, please. Like I said, though, man, we're going to be fighting the Hive, even though it's not only about the Hive. Okay, I and think you guys are both talking at the same time. It's oh. going to be coming back. I think you guys are both talking at the same time. Joe, what did you say? I said they'll bring it back when they bring back well, Gallagher. I, I think they're going to bring back Gallagher, too, man. There's so many things that they're they, – there's so, there's so many things that I, I – they said they, they, they confirmed they weren't coming back. Oh, we're done with the the, the, uh, the we can we concluded the story of the stranger, but yet we get more information about the stranger in the Warmind DLC, finding out that the stranger was Anna Bray's sister turned into an EXO. But I'm like, how is she? How is she, I don't even. What, at the end of the day, uh, we need to have some of these storylines because we say this all the time. All these multiple storylines need to come to a close. Okay. Or some kind of conclusion, something, or understanding of where they're going. Anyway, and the last thing that, or I guess the extra information that I must have missed was Destiny is becoming an action MMORPG. Wait, I did say that, so yeah, never mind. And the the last, uh, the best thing for last is that cross save is coming. Okay, not cross play, but I'm sure we'll get there. But cross save is coming. And for those of you that know, don't know what cross-save is, where you can create an account on an X, for example, you create an account on your console, for example. If you want to play with your friends on PS4 or PC, guess what? You, you can actually transfer your account information to that console or PC, and it's like you've never – you don't have to start over. You don't have to, you know, start over. So I think that's – That that's is amazing. Amazing. I'm still not going to buy a PS4, but I, I, I do like that. Um, and also, they said a new entry point is coming in September called New Light. Or basically, you're going to start off where our Guardians came into the world. Everything will be, like, available for you for free. Now, let me let me actually, so, you know, put that in context here. From my understanding, you'll – because Destiny, I, I believe Bungie, they want Destiny free to play, right, up to a certain point. Right, so I believe they want Destiny free to play, like the base. So you could buy you could, the base game, and I guess 
Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's basically it. Just just the base game, I think, of Destiny will be free, right? You can play the game. You can go through all the content. I think they'll even let you experience some of the content, like, once or twice, right? And then you have to buy, I guess, set DLC. Now, the cool thing is you can act, you don't have to buy, like, a bundle of everything, right? You can actually just buy, if you just want to purchase Warmind without purchasing Osiris, a Curse of Osiris, you can do that. If you just want to do, or if you just want to purchase the the um the the shadow keep dlc you could just do that and you'll be all caught up you know what i'm saying so i i think that's kind of cool i don't know adam i mean joe what were you gonna say i was i mean i i don't okay remember. cool <laughs> uh, adam you have anything you want to say right now no perfect because you sound like you're playing competitive or something no oh that's joe one of sticks okay all right well yeah so at the end of the day I, I, I am really, really optimistic about Destiny 2's future. I was saying this before. Normally, I get excited about the new DLC content because it's new. We have something else to chase. Uh, despite the fact that, you know, where we're getting whatever reskins or, you know, guns returning from the past, armor, etc. I don't really care. I just get really excited, you know, because it seems fresh to me. We're getting a new DLC, new story. It's all new to me, right? But what makes this so different is that this revolutionizes the game, right? This is going to change the way we play. This is not just like a new shiny toy. No, we're, we're, we're just, we're changing the, the foundation of the game. Right. And I think that's very cool. And I think it, it, it definitely appeals to a, uh, a bigger crowd. And also the game uh, with destiny, the, the, cause I know at one point destiny was free to play. I believe a couple months ago, they, they, they were doing a promo and, People, uh, there was a lot of downloads. I, I, I believe there's some data out there that shows there was a ton of downloads for for Destiny 2 because it was free to play, like a ton of it. And uh, the, the, having the base game I get at least free to play or in having the model where you can choose what DLC you can actually buy without having to buy everything to catch up, it kind of makes Eververse more justifiable, right? Because, you know, if the game is free to play, at least the base game, you can experience some of the end game content at least once, you know, without actually buying anything. I mean, test Eververse is, is not a threat. It's just a candy store. I like uh, candy. You like candy? Okay. All right. All right, freak. All right. But anyway, uh, no, this, this is, this, <laughs> we're going to end the podcast here. This is great, but yeah, no, I thank you guys for tuning in. I know. Um, I, I do want to say this to, uh, like I said, I told you, I told I already told you, Joe and Adam, I, I just want to say again, I appreciate you guys taking your time. I couldn't say thank you enough. You guys take, you know, take the time out of your day to come be on the podcast. I know you enjoy yourself, but you could just simply say, nah, man, I don't feel like doing it. But I, I, I like the fact that you join because you actually enjoy yourself. And I believe you just believe in this going somewhere. You know, I hope you do. And uh, now I, I just want to say I do appreciate y'all time really coming on. I, I really do. Thank you. Cool. Now, who wants to level up with me? Any, no worries. Anyway, I was gonna say as well. Um, for those of you guys, for, for those of you listening, um, if you guys uh, love uh, this podcast, continue to tune in. But we also have another podcast called an called uh, EBD podcast. It's called it's the Everything But Destiny podcast. So if you're kind of tired of getting your Destiny exclusive uh, Destiny exclusive uh, listen, you can actually go to the EBD podcast, and we, we talk about other games. So EBD podcast, you can check that out as well, okay? Um, you guys can find me on Twitter, Twitch, 
Instagram, uh, uh, at Wayne zero one one ninety three. Okay, uh, you can also find me on Snapchat at Jordan Wayne zero one one ninety three. And I usually just have a lot of fun on there. At, recently, I have too much fun on Snapchat. But yeah, that'll be pretty much it. So I thank you guys for tuning in. And until next time, we will see you in orbit. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.